I came from a low-income family that was that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GCE became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Hello, Oberons. Wow, that was gorgeous. Um, I like, I like how I'm just here complimenting myself. Like that just goes to show how alone I've been lately. That I'm just here giving myself compliments. Like, girl, that opera was so gorgeous. Um, anyways, the reason I hopped on here before the episode started was I know that a lot of you were expecting a bachelor goat recap episode drop today um and if you listen to last week's episode uh becca and i were on the fence about recapping it because the episode that they dropped uh yesterday was the first ever bachelor and first ever bachelorette season and we assumed it would be pretty slow because jojo's JoJo's recap last week was very slow. So um, we apologize. We're, sh- we're sure there were some very fun aspects to it. Um, and we apologize if any of you broads are really looking forward to it. Uh, but we will be back in it next week. Starting next Tuesday, we'll be dropping those Bachelor Goat recap episodes once again. And uh, yeah, we just wanted to take a quick moment too before this all starts to just say thank you for your flexibility the past, I don't know, (laughs) like three, four months now. Um, Obviously, a lot happened over the past few months and um, starting, you know, with the pandemic and then uh, that led to the Bachelorette season not airing and Bachelor in Paradise. So that changed our schedules a lot. Um, Not being able to record in person and with certain guests, that changed a lot that we had planned. And um then obviously with Becca and Sweet Franklin, um, that required flexibility um, with our recording and scheduling, and she's been amazing through it. But yeah, there's just been a lot of moving parts, and we've had to be really flexible with how we record and who we record with and what we record and change it kind of last minute. And I know that's then required flexibility from all of you. And um, just wanted to say a really big thank you to you all. It does not go unappreciated from both of us feeling very safe in this space with um, our broad squad. And um, yeah, we just appreciate it. And we're hoping uh, starting next week that we're going to really enter into a little more of our regularly scheduled programming, um, getting back into it. But, you know, obviously things change and shift and and we're going to continue to try to be flexible with that. But Um, that's the plan and we'll continue to keep you all updated, but just wanted to say thank you. Um, we do, we do truly appreciate it. Um, and speaking of that Thursday's episode, the episode that will come out Thursday, um, we are recording a ask us anything episode. So like I was saying before, obviously a lot has been going on in the world. A lot has been going on in our personal lives and we just feel like we haven't really talked to you broads in the past few months and we miss you. We want to talk with you. So please send us voice memos, um, written out questions um, to askthebroads at gmail.com. I'll put it in the episode notes. 
um, and ask us anything. Please feel free, even if it's fun, goofy, silly, weird, whatever, bachelorette, bachelor questions, anything like that. Um, But please feel free to ask us anything. And then on the flip side, any advice that you all might need in this time or how you're feeling, let us know how you're doing. Send us those messages. We want to, we just want to hear, we want to hear from you all. And um, yeah, so that'll be coming out Thursday. Um, And then, like I said, again, starting next week, we'll be hopefully back to regularly scheduled programming. But in the meantime, I'm going to shut up because you are in for a treat because we have some amazing guests. And it was just nice to have a good laugh and take a deep breath and chat with some amazing moms. You're going to love them. So deep breath. Let's get into it, broads, and enjoy. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hello, broads. Listen, hi, B. Good morning. It's, it's been a morning. We are here. Becca is momming her face it's been off. Nothing but hiccups it's, so far it, there were there were a lot of there were a lot of technical issues there were children i mean everything's so it's the perfect day to have two other mothers on who are probably dealing with some severe quarantine bullshit right now. that's true i was gonna say there's probably no better guests to have on than two other moms because no one else is gonna give that much grace when no things are running 30 minutes late no better guests and also we've been wanting to have these two on for months and months and so i am so excited i've been a huge fan of their podcast for a while now um it is erica and jamila from good moms bad choices Thank you so much. Hey, ladies. What's up, chatty broad? (laughs) What's going on? I mean, your guys' background is just way better than both of ours. So I'm just feeling like. (laughs) It is really cute. I know. Thanks. This is just my dining. This is our little, my dining room setup. We've converted converted to a podcast stage. Oh, yeah. So how did you guys get started podcasting or doing a podcast together? Um, well, we started our podcast because, um, basically I had, I had my kid and I had no friends with kids at all. It was the first one of all my friends. I was very fucking lonely and I actually started listening to podcasts during that time. Um, and I started searching like different podcasts about like single parent, actually it wasn't even about single parenting. It was just about motherhood, black motherhood. And there just wasn't anything there, nothing happening, um, and also single parenting. And so I was like, I, wa- I, w- I wanted to start something. I didn't know who else I could do it with because I had no other mom friends. And then I met Jamila through a friend. Um, I saw her on Instagram and I was like, I told my friend, I'm like, wait, who's that girl? Is she your friend? She has a kid. She's like, yeah, we're actually going out tonight. So I literally dropped my daughter off at my mom's house, went to this bar to meet this stranger. I don't know. She had no idea I was coming. <laughs> and literally beelined her was like hey i'm erica you have a kid right she's like yep i'm like take my number we're gonna have a play day and then i just left because i wasn't i didn't have i love care. how you i love how you approached this like as if you're trying to date somebody you it know was, you're, like, like, fuck someone. Sure. you're like i know they're gonna be at the bar i'm gonna show up i'm gonna be looking hot 
And I she, was, she cornered me in like the, the darkest, the darkest corner <laughs> by the bathroom. And I was like, hey, she's like, hey, you're, you're Jamila, right? I was like, yeah. She's like, I'm Nisha's friend. You have a baby, right? I was like, yeah. She's like, let's get the girls together next week. I have a baby too. I was like, okay. So <laughs> take my number. Sure. I was like, okay. So then we like hung out a few times with our kids and um, it was pretty like surface. Like I didn't really, we didn't really like dig deep. Um, cause we were still getting to know each other. And then I think we went out without the kids like twice. And at that time I was like throughout that time, like our, our hangouts were like a few months in between. And then I had become a single parent. So I broke up with baby daddy and I'd started dating and I started dating. Um, I started, I was on this dating app Tinder and I started ha- <laughs> uh, sleeping with this married couple. And, uh, I told her about it and she was like, what? She like, didn't, she was very shocked that I'm do those type of things, I guess. And, and then I was like, so I was like pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I, I, have a, I pegged you for a square. So I'm such a square. I was like, Oh no, I clutched my pearls. I was like, Oh, okay. You're that you're, you're my kind of people. And then like, I think like 15 minutes later, I was like, so I kind of want to start this podcast. Uh, you want to do it with me? And she was like, how honest are we going to be? Like, are you going to share your married couple story? And I was like, yeah. And so we just, started the podcast kind of like didn't even know what the fuck we were doing at all we're like is anyone gonna listen and 118 episodes later here we are (laughs) so I really got to know we got to really know each other on the podcast we weren't like best friends at all and we were just like cool acquaintances yeah we're like cool we we were friends because we had kids and because we had mutual friends and we liked each other he was like okay she's cool but our friendship really began here as we as we did the podcast. Yeah. That, now we're best friends and she can't get rid of me. That makes me so happy because that's literally, Jess and I were the same way. It's like we sort of like, we would run into each other through mutual friends at bars and stuff. We got to know each other because I was like, oh, I'm having an unplanned pregnancy. And she's like, oh, hey, I had the same thing. I'm like, I don't like, know anyone with kids either. So. <laughs> yeah. And then literally it was like, she was like, have you ever thought of starting a podcast? And we literally just got together, started recording. And it's the same thing. It's like over 150 episodes later. And we've gotten right. to know each other through the podcast. It's, crazy. it's like actually a really cool way to get to know somebody. Yeah, it's crazy how intimate you get when you're just like sharing all that time and like being open with each other. At least, I think because you ask questions you may maybe wouldn't normally ask. So true. Yeah. So you get to really know, and like I'm even now, like I've still sometimes she shares stories, and I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Did what? Oh, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, no, I was, I was, I was the Erica in this situation. I cornered Becca in a dark comedy club, and I was like, please (laughs) start a podcast with me. Please be my like, friend. Okay. But the, like, you know, maybe the, if I start a podcast, then she'll be really forced to come every <laughs> yes. week. She'll have to come every week and talk to me. That's I'll basically what happened. <laughs> oh, I love that. Wait, can you guys give like a little blurb about who each of you are so our listeners can have a quick get to know you? Yeah. Okay. So I'm Erica and um, I, I have a daughter. Her name is Irie. She's five. Um, I grew up in the Valley, 818, um, and I work in beauty. So I, that's my, my bread and butter is I work, um, for a beauty brand and, um, what else? I like long walks on the beach. Mm-hmm. I like to smoke marijuana. I, <laughs> tequila is my favorite beverage. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And uh, my porn category is um, BBC. 
Oh, yes. It's <laughs> a good one. I'm not going to beat that. That's, that's a really good intro. Yeah, that's really that's good, a great actually. intro. I got to know so much of you that way. Um, I'm Jamila or Mila. It's where we don't know which one we're going to go with. Yeah, it's a mystery which day of the week. It's either Mila or Jamila. It's the same thing, guys. Um, I'm a cancer Gemini cusp. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a single mom of one. My daughter is also five. Her name is Luna um, because I like the moon because I'm a cancer. I'm into witchy shit, like lighting incense and full moon rituals. Um, My porn category, I don't know if I should share that. That gets a little dirty really quickly. (laughs) I mean, I already know what it is. Share it. Share (laughs) it. it? Like some inappropriate weird shit, like <laughs> like stepdad. Yeah, she loves stepdad. She loves I like love, stepdad porn. I love like take advantage porn. <laughs> I don't know. I have to get therapy probably, but no, no it's okay. My porn category is like I like watching gay porn with like ma- male gay porn. Male on male. I like gay porn too. I had a whole time right. My friend showed it to me, and I was like, "Why did you show me this? Like, why is this so hot? It. Yeah, it's just so aggressive. So hot. I like the massage. I'm a huge fan of the massage porn. I love sensual massage too. Oh yeah, yeah I like that's a good one too. The hidden it's camera a massage one. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a few. I'm gonna send you some. Please do. I got it's some been, and saved we, in my bookmarks. We talk about how. Listen, we might be quarantined. <laughs> up with our men it has not been sexy there's been nothing <laughs> sexy that's been going on being trapped <laughs> with someone that you love <laughs> quote unquote love it's there, all there, there hasn't been any like any fantasies being fulfilled being played out I mean I, you just had a I, baby Becca so I think it's got better with time I think like the first half of quarantine for me personally the first half was like this is like stressful and not like really fun and the second half has been better but yeah, I, mean, I did just have a baby. But yeah. things are healing way faster second time around. So really? I'm ready to get back in the saddle. Okay. <laughs> Wait, have you, have, did you have to get stitches? No. Oh, good. Perfect. You're just no. ready to go, girl. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> She's on the fast track. <laughs> I'm like on on my end. Listen, there's definitely been there's been moments here and there. It's just more like for hearing from um, some friends who quarantined up quick with people that they had just started dating and there's no child involved it's just like a sex rampage for the past like three months and so when I'm comparing it to that I'm like listen when the kids always I my daughter's four and when she's always you know there sometimes when she's not there I don't feel sexy right away so it just is a more of a transitional thing yeah you gotta yeah you gotta like detox the kid away for a sec yes you can get that sexy juice back yeah get that <laughs> it's also hard to get out of that mode where you're like the kid is gone what do i have to do right now like right okay, i have three Sweet. hours sure, like, like let me like maximize all the things i all my chores and then by the time they come back it's like oh i forgot to fuck sorry yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, priority list? what about your kid how old are they and yeah. my kid's five so, oh, five. so our, our kids are best friends too they're both five which really helps with babysitting each other that's mm-hmm. so nice they can just play together yes yeah. Fight and play, fight and play. Fight and play, sure, sure. Love each other, fight, play. <laughs> you know how as you enter into your 30s, there are just some things you start doing that make you more quote-unquote grown up? It's 
always weird things, but they just make sense to me as being very adult, like having all matching socks or filling up your gas tank all the way every time. And my personal favorite is always having a few bottles of wine on hand, uh, winding down uh, during the day and going to grab a nice glass of wine later, only to realize that you're out is pretty disappointing. And that's why I started using First Leaf. So I always have something on hand, you know, for the sake of being a grown up and all, and also for finding the most fantastic new wines ever. First Leaf delivers personalized boxes of wine right to your door. If you know tons about wine, or if you're just getting the same vino over and over again, First Leaf is perfect for you. You start by taking a quick online quiz to assess your wine drinking preferences and you'll be asked about your food and coffee preferences and how open you are to trying new wines, a bunch of different things. Then First Leaf will take those results and send you six expertly picked bottles based on your answers. Yeah, I recently got the most amazing Chardonnay in my delivery, which Evan and I enjoyed in the backyard this weekend. It was so nice and even if for a few minutes, it made life feel normal again. Uh, First Leaf updates their inventory every month, so I'm always excited to get my delivery and try some new things. And if for some reason you get a bottle you don't love, First Leaf will cover the cost. But wow, does First Leaf start sending you your dream six-pack of wine once they'll discover your preferences? The dream six-pack. And by the way, can we talk about the cost? With our code, you can get these six bottles of wine that typically go for $20 a piece for $29.95. Excuse me. Are you kidding? Honestly, it is just way too good to be true, but it is true. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so you can sign up today to get six bottles of wine for only $29.95 plus free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash chatty. That's six bottles of wine for only $29.95 at tryfirstleaf.com slash chatty. Well, broads, it's Christmas in July, or it's about to be, I suppose. And why is that? Because I got my customized order from my summer FabFitFun box. And wow, 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 is it a good one? It's so good. FabFitFun is the premium subscription box that is curated each season by their team of editors. I always, always, always end up finding something new that I add into my permanent rotation. The cura- uh, the curation is that good. The entire box costs less than $50, but the value inside is $200 because you're getting eight to 10 full-size products. I know I sometimes get overwhelmed trying to find new products because there's just so much to choose from, but you get it all delivered to your door. So it's kind of like having a personal shopper once a season way less work and so much fun to go through. Um, And if you've been thinking about joining in on our FabFitFun uh, box for a while, but haven't done it yet, this is the season to do it. Okay, I'm telling you, one of your customization picks this season is a full-size Murad Rapid Collagen Serum, which is a product I already use and love, and it retails for almost $80. The entire FabFitFun box costs less than that and has so many more fun things inside. It's such a steal. It's almost unbelievable. Oh, and also I got those amazing Tom's sunglasses that I've been wearing almost every day. And I got the cutest giving keys necklace. Oh my gosh. So much goodness. It's wild and so much fun for you. It's an incredible gift to give to yourself really, but it's also such a great gift to send to someone, especially during this time when we really aren't seeing many of our loved ones in person. That's that fun arrives right to their door. Perfection like that um well it's time to customize your box for the summer season you can sign up today to receive your first box 
and join a community of over 1 million women who are already obsessed. Just use coupon code chatty and you're going to get $10 off your first box at fabfitfun.com. That's $10 off an already fantastic price for your FabFitFun box when you use code chatty at fabfitfun.com. Also, happy late birthday. Did it like just pass? Yeah, it was uh, the 22nd. So it was like two Mondays ago. So thank you. I'm a 32. I'm a big girl now. <laughs> I'm working on being an, a full grown adult. <laughs> So hopefully this year I get it, get it together. <laughs> this is the this year. year I'm gonna this take is the year. This year out. I'm going to fucking kill this adult shit. I'm going to be the adult I always knew I'd be when I was 16. <laughs> you know, when you're like 16 and you're like 32 for sure, all my shit's together. Everything's taking care of. I thought like 23. I was like 23. I'm going to have it. I'm going to be married. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to have my house. White picket fence. For sure. But I, for th- if 30s, I'm for sure multi-millionaire yeah. <laughs> also own probably three properties and also i'm a housewife and i've accumulated rent. all these things i'm <laughs> close to being retired like we're almost retired at this point i I'm have horses like, somehow like many horses yeah, for sure <laughs> i know how to ride them <laughs> so, no. so 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 realistic keep on towards that goal we gotta yeah. keep manifesting it oh yeah we're manifesting daily i'm like please god please god i know you heard my 16 year old dreams what the fuck <laughs> oh my god Whoa. okay oh my god he's so cute oh thanks oh the yeah little you guys are kink. watching on the youtube I he has a lot of hair he does if you guys are watching on the youtube jamila i am getting my hair braided yeah she, she doesn't always look like but don't be alarmed <laughs> i'm going out of town and things had to be done things needed to be double booked today so <laughs> in about five hours i'll be cute <laughs> we look <laughs> back in i want to hear like um do you get flack like on your podcast for talking about like smoking weed or like being a single mom who hey likes to have sex and that not kind yet. of thing because <laughs> wait till your podcast gets bigger then. <laughs> I mean, honestly i'm sure i mean i think um we've been really lucky with the people that follow us are yeah. usually people that have kind of like sought us out or been looking for someone people like us that they could feel a little bit more normal yeah um so we've we've gotten like a lot of support i'm sure there's like secret blogs that like i don't there's, I know there's one specific that has a chain about us that I haven't checked in like a year. I don't think they've updated it. I think they chilled. Did you check? No, I think I, chilled, I checked last year or something and they chilled out and talking shit about us. That thread had ceased. Okay, there was a thread, but that was the only thread we'd ever encountered. And I'm pretty sure it's somebody who hated us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was sure like, we're jealous. hoes. We're just, yeah. <laughs> we're right, shit moms. Our, yeah. our, our kids are going to be hoes. Like, it was crazy. It was, but... <laughs> So, You're like, yes, and? <laughs> yeah, they did say that. They did say our kids were going to be hoes. Wow. <laughs> they, they, went really, they went really dark with it. <laughs> Calm down. Everybody's kid is a hoe at some point. They were always, <laughs> and, and were always yelling. There. They were always yelling at our kids. I'm like, well, you must not have fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they never get up. They just yell at them. Dad, they're fucking four. They don't have to fuck to do. Get out. Close the door. <laughs> our kids speak English. Thanks. <laughs> No, but I think I think in the beginning when we were discussing this thing that we were doing and we were like, oh, you're going to talk about the married couple or we're going to talk about parenthood. It was in the air. We were really scared about how it was going to be received because yeah. obviously, um, you know, you have a baby and everyone turns into fucking Betty Crocker. That's just how the world goes. That's of course. normalcy. <laughs> but <clears throat> honestly, I think everyone... Probably you guys experience this too. Other moms have been waiting for this shit for so long, feeling this way and doing this for so long. It was almost like 
finally, someone's going to be real about the, the experience of womanhood and parenthood. And it doesn't have to be like, it's mutually exclusive. It doesn't have to be these two separate things. We're adults. We have sex, obviously, because we have kids. <laughs> uh, what do you think? I'm so sexy. I got pregnant. <laughs> so it's kind of like, what the fuck? If, if you come at us, that's pretty dumb. But I think I was more so afraid of like my own family than I was about like anything oh. else we preaching to the choir over here. <laughs> you're really still mutual. scared i know i'm still scared of my family i'm like oh yeah it, it wasn't until recently that really like my family started to like support what i'm doing because they're like oh wow you guys are growing how many listens do you get a month oh people care i'm like yeah mm-hmm. we're cool <laughs> so oh yeah no the 100 i'd rather tell some of these stories to millions of people and i that doesn't bother me but having yeah. like my yeah one of my relatives here is like yeah <laughs> when my in-laws are giving me the side eye at christmas i'm just like mm-hmm. oh god i'm so sorry i'm a good mom i swear <laughs> honestly i had my I, my blocked my own mother from my instagram it, like up until recently like my mom unfollowed me well see my mom was nice of her. my mom blocked <laughs> i blocked my mom and then she recently like i posted something on my personal page linking it to good moms and she clicked on it and she was like why can't i am i <laughs> blocked from your blog i'm like first of all it's not a blog but okay and then and and then i was like well yeah actually this is the first time you tried because you've been blocked for like a year and a half so that lets me know you haven't gone checked <laughs> so that's I'm your insulted. <laughs> right um and so i finally un- i did unblock her and i was like i love you and she's like i was giving you space to like be yourself and i was like appreciate that and i blocked you because i needed sa- space to be myself so now i'm giving you access don't fuck it up or i'll block you again <laughs> yeah my mom my mom will go through stages where she'll talk shit and then i'll block her and then she's like ah, you don't love me you blocked me i'm like love and blocking you from social media are not equivalent like i'm doing this for you honestly it's for it's us for you. So that you don't you don't stress me the fuck out and i don't stop answering your phone calls and for them too like my dad was my dad was like your mom listened to your episode talking about christianity and she was depressed for three days and i was yeah. like well don't Tune in then. <laughs> you saw the you saw the title of the episode. You were asking yeah, for well, it. She thought you were going to be a good Christian girl. And <laughs> like this is the one I should listen to. No, That's just going to make me proud. She thought you she were, you were gonna... knew what was coming. She knew what was coming. Like, you want to be mad. You want yep. to. Yeah. My grandmother threatened to take me off of her life insurance to my dad because I kept posting pictures with my titties out. <laughs> but but they were mar- like, obviously I can't post pictures with my titties out, but you know, I put like a sticker over my nipples and I'm like, everybody calm down. And I'm like, how much was the life insurance? <laughs> <laughs> what a big how is my cut? I'll cons- I know, you know, old people. Yeah, think- what am I dealing with here? <laughs> you better delete those photos, bitch. Girl, <laughs> I'm going to take you off the life insurance. I, I like, like that. I want to get a life insurance policy so I can threaten people. <laughs> you were on it, not anymore. <laughs> this week, you're off. <laughs> They're like, I'm your neighbor. I was on your life insurance policy. <laughs> you're going like, to get my today. stereo. <laughs> Karen, you're going to get my stereo. Not anymore. <laughs> I like that. Oh, no, but it's it is when I when I first started listening to your podcast, it's like I see the title. Good mom's bad choices. I feel like, you know what you're stepping into. And I'm like, I need some of this in my life because <laughs> when I started to listen, it's like, OK, yeah, I feel very often like I'm this bad mom because I maybe, like you said, I didn't turn into a housewife who's great at all of a sudden, like in the kitchen and all this as soon as I became a parent. 
I like to go out and I like to party and I need to have wild nights with my friends. And almost even more so after the baby came. It yeah. was like, <laughs> I, I need this more now. I need more of a release. And there wasn't a, a place that I was finding where I'm like, this is, I'm not getting all these, like this judgment and these judgmental eyes. And I felt like even when I would bring it up with some of my other mom friends, it was like, listen, I know you're judging me with your eyes, but I know you want to, too. So don't. You're judging me, but you're jealous. You're jealous judging. <laughs> you, want you want to be in my life right now. Yeah. They're going back. They're going back talking shit and then like having dreams of like partying. They're like, they're having so much fun over there. <laughs> yeah. I thought I wasn't allowed to have fun anymore. What the fuck? And I think not- like even like the name of our podcast, like I think some people like my mom thought like bad choices was like, you know, like all these bad things we're doing over here. But really like for when, when we created, it was kind of like a play on words because I think a lot of times, even like for me, like smoking weed, like I've been smoking since I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have anxiety. It helps me with that. Like for some people that could be deemed as bad, but for me, that's a good choice. Like for me, that's what works for me. And also like some of my worst choices have led me to better ones. And so I wouldn't have ever been able to make the better choice had I not made the bad choices. Experience some of the shit that you've been through to do better shit. Yeah. Well, and bad choices, that's so relative too. Cause right. it's like, is, is going out a bad choice if it lets you like release tension and like have fun and feel like an individual so that you can go home and be a better parent to your kid because you have your own sense of individuality and your own identity outside of just being their mom. Like that's healthy for everyone. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think my, my biggest fear was like, <clears throat> having a kid and then turning into one of those moms that were like their whole world revolved around their kid. And it's like, Oh, Stacy, how are you doing? She's like, Oh, well, little George is doing great. And I'm like, I didn't ask how George was doing, you know, like I don't want, I didn't, I never wanted to become a parent that was just a parent. You know, I don't want to just be a mom. I want my, my child to see me living in my, my fullest full life because that's what I, I want you to do. You know, I want, I don't want at any point for anyone, including your own child to come in and, and take you off of who you are. And of course, who we are as mothers and we nurture and we care for, that's, we're women. But also I think it's super important to maintain our own identities and what makes us happy. And if that's tequila and smoking weed, then that's tequila and smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, like, what do you have when your kid goes off to college and you see this happen with people when their identity is just like completely lost? It's like, and you, you can't follow your I mean some people do try to do that like you can't follow your kid off into their 30s like yeah. you're my sense of like purpose in the world and like I don't know what to do yeah. without you like, that becomes the, the that's like the gut boy you don't want to date no yeah. oh. I've done yeah, it that is not <laughs> no 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 yeah no and that was that was the biggest thing that I was noticing is it was like okay I'm now with my child 24 7 And I'm losing my sense of identity. And I feel like because of that, I'm not as good of a mom as I could be. I'm Mm. quicker to irritation with my child all the time. I'm just feeling apathetic about everything because I was losing my sense of self. And it was like, as soon as I allowed myself to be like, okay, I have a girl's night one night a week and husband knows I'm probably not coming home and I'll be home in the morning. And I'll, you know, get get the girlfriend. She knows. And and my daughter knows. She knows that mom's gone. She goes and hangs out with her friend, Katie. And she I'll FaceTime her before she goes to bed. And then I I have that night. And that's been like life changing for me because. And, 
I'm like so glad you better. do that. I'm so glad that you do that and you're married because I find that most people when they're married, um, at least from the, the married couples that I've talked to, like they don't feel like they can do that even though they literally have a live-in babysitter. Like I don't, I don't have a live-in babysitter, but like I got drop-offs. But like I think that when you're with your partner, if you have a partner that you live with, like they should, Facil- they should facilitate, facilitate that. that for you. But I think that's a part of the problem. I think the patriarchy is the problem and mm-hmm. a lot of men have this, this, this unfortunately, social, they've been socialized to think, well, you're the mom. Like, what do you mean you're going out? Like, what kind of mom are you, Erica? If you think you're going to go out and drink tequila and not come home tonight, you're a bad mom if you do that. Like, this is your responsibility. I bring home the bacon, you take care of the kid, and I go play, you know, golf or, golf or whatever men do. I don't know. <laughs> Smoke cigars or something. at the club. Yeah, you know, and, and that's how it goes. And I'm like, hell to the no. I'm shaking this shit up. It's not happening. If I ever get married, you're going to sign this contract. <laughs> Because this is not my life. I refuse. refuse. Well, yeah, even on a more subtle level, like even if you're not with like a total dickwad, like there is this thing of like, oh, I'm going to go to work. And like, there's not really a question about that. Whereas I have to check in and be like, hey, is okay if like on Tuesday from 10 to noon, I have to go do this. Are you able to like, you know, and it's like it's taken for granted uh, the other way around that, like, you know, I'm holding it down. I'm mom who's got it under control and I have to make sure you know that I think that also women too we have to learn to trust our partners too because I think yeah. a lot of times we want to like we'll just handle it it's fine it's easier I'll do it you know and then that starts that whole pattern of them feeling like okay well they got it I, they, I, wait and wait now you want to go out wait and the but resentment you, bill you but you <laughs> set the tone you told me that you got this and so like I think it's a part of like relinquishing that control because especially when you have a newborn and like it maybe it's your first kid like you feel like I have to do everything. Like you clearly don't know what the fuck you're doing over there. Mm-hmm. I've been breeding. I've been, I created this whole life in here. We know each other. They're going to yeah. get to know you, but like, Mm-mm. hold up. Yeah. And you start to set these patterns for men and then they just adopt them. But early, if you just set the, the pattern early on that like, Hey, take the baby. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do something. Even though, inside you're probably freaking out and you're like fuck is he gonna kill my kid no don't. <laughs> you have to let them try mm-hmm. you have to let them try early so that they can like practice and you'll be so happy later on when you're when you can go and hang out with katie or whatever your friend's name is and come mm-hmm. back in the next morning you know but that's my biggest advice for people who have her on their for women who are pregnant with their first kid Start training, mentally preparing your your partner now about what's about to happen because that's one thing. I got I got lucky because I got sick like right after I gave birth, like a week later I had preeclampsia and I had to go back oh. to the hospital. Oh. And the baby was like seven days old and they and I was they were like not letting me keep the baby at the hospital because I wasn't she wasn't like insured anymore. I don't know. So the, my baby daddy had to take the baby at seven days old. And all the nurses and the ICU like in the ICU were like Oh my God, I can't believe he's taking the baby. That's so brave. He's such a good dad. I'm like, you bitches. We went, what are you talking about? He don't have a choice. You goddamn right. He's going to take this baby. I'm going to give him this milk and he's there to get out of my face. I'm like, no, go do some skin to skin when you get home, okay? <laughs> because you got to start him early. Like, honestly, don't think this is just my job. I carried and now I'm passing it over to you. Did you see what I just did? I just pushed her out of my pussy. Here you go. <laughs> I did all the work. Now figure it out. 
<laughs> bond with that baby. We've been bonding for 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> don't be scared oh, but it's also hard to communicate that too i think like yeah. what you're what you're saying is like you know it also takes practice to be able to delegate needs to another person because you're used to just taking it all on yourself but if you don't start then they'll never they'll always have the excuse that they don't know you know oh you know but if you 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 make them realize early this is a 50 50 job bruh mm-hmm. here you go figure it out then they have less excuses Yes. Yep. I, I was like, day one, I'm going to be a drama queen about this baby. On him all the time and just be like, five I'm, weeks pregnant. You're like, I can't. <laughs> like, you can't, no, you can't. Be carried. I'm just no. And, and that was that was a huge that was a huge thing for us that it forced him to be taking her all the time when I had just had her like middle of the night it wasn't like I was talking to some of my friends and they're like oh no he doesn't get up in the middle of the night with the baby and I'm like excuse me I don't care if he's working working is a break right now him going to work is a break <laughs> I'm stuck all day at home with this kiddo like he needs to wake up and take the baby and you know because of that it's did it you're got you both are totally right it just set a tone um, for us and especially too, we have a daughter and I'm like do you want your daughter to not think that her dad is wanting to like have all this special time with her like or that her mom doesn't have you know the opportunity to like go out and have like what does that look like to your daughter mm-hmm, and right. uh and you know it's, good old it's, guilt just good old we guilt love is always guilt. good we love just guilt the guilt fuck out of him <laughs> makes Do you want better. your daughter to hate you when she grows <laughs> One up? day, your she's daughter will so many daddies, so many daddy issues. She's gonna be fucking everyone. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't wake up and feed her at three a.m., it's not gonna be good for you. <laughs> she will resent you for the rest of her life. So get on it, Mister. I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> people at home taking notes are like okie dokie aggression. <laughs> week one leave <laughs> week one fake illness ultimatums guilt <laughs> week one fake illness go to a spa <laughs> just disappear to a spa for a few weeks <laughs> oh my god no it's so oh it's so true but I mean with both of you being yeah single I was just parents, gonna ask how does what does that look like now for you guys what how so do I you can... have okay how do you have let me let me package a whole question. How do you maintain your individuality while not only having a kid, but being a single parent? Like, what does that even look like practically? And like, what are the struggles? Like, you know, you're talking about being able to have your own sex life, time to get out with girlfriends, like also juggling time to work. Yeah, I'm fucking complaining. T- and I got this guy like on hold in the house when I need him, you know? <laughs> I mean, honestly, tribe is so crucial, like having that tribe and like had it not really been for I don't know, like I feel like good moms really um, made it so clear that I needed it um, and I had to make an effort to to create one. Also, like thankfully, I do have like support with my family. Um, I don't my my my. My, my, my mom isn't like the traditional grandmother because she's running a company. And so she's not mm. always available. Like I can't just like, Hey mom, like she's not like grandma who's like retired, chilling at home. Um, <clears throat> but like Jamila helps me. I help her, you know, we have people that we pass our kids off to sometimes. Um, they also do have fathers, so they go there. Um, and so I think just having 
creating boundaries, I think, is important. Creating a schedule with mm. the father of your child, if they're willing to honor it, mm. is important. Um, and for me, like when I first became single, I I really didn't feel like I knew my sense of identity at all. I had been in a relationship for seven years. I had really like put everything into that relationship, everything into him and like elevating him and making sure he was always number one, you know? And so when I got out of that, I really had to face myself and ask myself, like, who am I? What am I? What do I want? Like, what makes me happy? Like, and that whole process and that whole journey was really difficult, but also like led me here. And, um, I think as a single mom, um, dating has been interesting. I mean, for me, because I've been in a relationship for so long, I really had no idea where to start dating apps prior to my relationship were like for old people, like, you know, like, what is the fucking dating app? Right. So like when I became single, my friends were telling me to join dating apps. I was like, what? Like, that's so weird. No. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it. But only out of town. So like I travel a lot for work. So I'd be like, okay, I'll do it out of town. Cause no one will see me and I won't be embarrassed. If my baby daddy's friend sees me on this dating app, I'm going to be fucking embarrassed. And then I had the best time out of town <laughs> ever and met some really cool people. And then, you know, I just got myself out there. I think it's really just about getting yourself out there um, and asking for help. I mean, that's the only way you're going to do it. You have to ask for help because you need time to have time to be yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm in a relationship. So I've been single for three years and I recently just got into a relationship, which is really interesting and a whole new world for me, um, introducing my daughter to my partner and my family and reintroducing that whole situation has Mm -hmm. been like extremely, um, it's been like liberating, scary, exciting, like triggering Mm -hmm. (laughs) all those things. But, um, fortunately I do think that because I, I think a lot of times when I do find people that are married and I'm glad I'm so, that's why I said, I'm so glad to hear that you really do take that time for yourself because I find that a lot of people don't married people don't because they feel like they can't like Mm -hmm. they feel like for me like I can drop my daughter off at her dad's house don't call me you don't you don't get to know what I'm doing because our relationship is over so don't ask me what I'm doing so that those those few days or that day or three days whatever like I'm kind of in the free and clear to do whatever I want which is really I'm grateful for um so that's kind of how I've been managing singleness, single parenting. Um, I think for me, when I when I was in the relationship with my daughter's dad, I didn't realize how depressed I was and how much I was like missing myself and losing myself and like just like falling into this mom boyfriend like space that when I finally like cut that off and he moved out, I was in a hardcore rebellion of I'm getting going to get back who to who the fuck I am. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says about it. Mm. You know, I was just like, I had been so brainwashed to think like I had to stay home and I, I didn't, I couldn't do this. And if I did this, it was too much. Or what kind of mom are you if you do this? And so like when I came out of that and finally it was like, 
And I finally like got clear about it. And then me and Erica, a lot of the, a lot of it was good moms too, you know, like starting this podcast and then having people, you know, just like thinking you're, you're talking to a room full of nobody and then people just coming out of the woodwork, like, oh my God, I'm so happy that there's other moms out there that get what I'm saying or, you know, and, and then there's this huge aspect of failure mm. when as a, as a young mom and like, we weren't that young, but still you're like, oh, I thought we we're going to be fucking married and have a picket fence. And when that doesn't happen, and then you look at Instagram and all those other bitches are married and they're wearing white and they have no stains on their clothes. And you're, <laughs> and you're like, wait, why was this didn't look like this for me? And it just became, it, it was more for me becoming comfortable in that like, that fairy tale ending didn't have to be that way. And, and everybody's, everybody's situation doesn't look that way. And who I am, it, this serves me and who you are, that serves you. And so much so that like, as I'm in the space of like looking for love or maybe a partner, I'm really clear about what my boundaries are. And like, maybe if you want to have more kids, that's cool. But I hope you, you're ready to pull up your sleeves, bro, because this is not going to fall all on me, you know, through good moms and talking every week about, you know, what's important to us and getting to do the things that are fun to us. Um, it, it made me, re- it made, really made me value who I am as a person and know that that's important, you know, and like not to put that on the back burner for anyone, child, husband, or other. And obviously there's be times you have to prioritize, but just being sure, like it, it, it was, it's important to me to look sexy. It's important to me to do my hair and get lashes because that makes me feel good. And so if I got to, put some other shit off to do that. And that's fine. You know, I just, it, it took a lot of reprogramming myself and becoming like, okay with that and telling other people like, fuck off. I, I did go out Friday and Saturday and I'm going out on Sunday too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can we pause for one moment broads and talk about a service that has truly been saving me the past few months? Like truly, Oh, it's a service. It's a meal service and it's America's number one meal service. Actually, it is HelloFresh. Oh, you can get those fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking fun, easy, and affordable, which has truly been invaluable lately. We've been trying to avoid the grocery store as much as possible, and affordability has been an absolute key point. Um, but here's the thing. It's not only this. The food is delicious. Like, absolutely yum. I'm so impressed with myself every time after cooking one of these meals because, as you all know, I'm not a chef. HelloFresh makes me feel that way, and my whole family feels that way now, and it's, I owe it all to HelloFresh. Um, HelloFresh offers fresh, high-quality ingredients every week for a super flavorful experience. Over 90% of ingredients are sourced directly from growers to ensure The freshest recipes are delivered to your door Um, and their pre-portioned ingredients means there's less prep for you and less food waste. Uh, The packaging HelloFresh uses to ship your food in is entirely made from uh, recyclable and or already recycled content. What I've personally been loving lately from HelloFresh is their sweet heat shrimp tempura bowls. They are so good. And okay, Ember's favorite right now, the black bean quesadilla with salsa fresca and creamy guac. She has been having so much fun making this uh, recipe with me and not only that, devouring it after, but it's been such a fun family activity during this time and I'm super grateful for it. 
Um, also, Broads, HelloFresh is committed to making fresh, delicious food available now more than ever and has taken extra steps to keep its employees and customers safe. Um, and they've actually donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019. And this year is stepping up their food donations amid the coronavirus crisis. So they're an incredible company. And today, if you go to HelloFresh.com slash 80 chatty, that's 80 chatty, and use code 80 chatty. Eight zero chatty uh, to get a total. You can get a total of eighty dollars off, including free shipping on your first box. That's HelloFresh.com. Eighty chatty eight zero chatty and use code eight zero chatty to get a total of eighty dollars off, including free shipping. Additional restrictions may apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Now back to the good moms. Oh my god. I mean, I think that's encouraging to hear too cuz mm-hmm. it's liberating like even look, I'm not in the space in life haven't been for the past 2 years where I'm going out or doing anything. And, and god, I'm waiting I, for her too. <laughs> I've just been like you know what? <laughs> waiting for her to come out. <laughs> but I think it's important too like it looks it looks different for everyone and like what you're talking about is just making space for yourself like I I hate that the whole self-care thing has been like hijacked by like brands and advertising like self-care is kind of fucking stupid now I hate whenever I hear it or when it comes out of my mouth but it's like (laughs) at the at the root of it it's important to like prioritize yourself and even if there is stuff that like technically takes a higher priority even if that is work or like doing whatever thing around the house even if it's just sitting in the backyard and like sitting in the sun for like 20 minutes and chilling like I've been learning that a lot over the past year or so of like how do I make space for myself even in the midst of like business shit trying to like you know get to know this person who I got thrust into a relationship with you know being pregnant having two kids under the age of two like how do I make space for myself in a way that's you know I can't go out right now so like how do Mm -hmm. I how do I be me still and that's, right. that's hard. Like sometimes it's it's like the sometimes it's like the extremes are not easier. I don't know. I don't know if, if this makes sense, but it's like if I can just go out and like have my night, that's almost like easier in a way than being like, how do I make space in my own house and in mm-hmm. my own space to just mm-hmm. be myself? And that's like it's not easy. No, I can. I mean, imagine that that is that is difficult. I think inviting friends over mm-hmm. well okay Me. with quarantine stuff too how have you guys been handling that oh, oh lord <laughs> well so early on because actually i was just thinking as i'm saying this i'm like wait this applies to fucking everybody no one right. can, can right. go out I for mean, the past four months what it's a real self-reflective time Look, for it's everyone. been very very self-reflective like, why am i acting like this is just me going through this is everybody we've been going through it before everybody i mean i think with me and Jamila, like we basically quarantined together. Oh, that's great. Um, but and early on, I was extremely paranoid about everything. I was like, Miss Judge Judy. I was like, mm-hmm. where the fuck have you been? What have you been doing? <laughs> Wash your hands. Your child coughed. What's happening? <laughs> like you're at your mom's house and then you're coming back. I don't think you so. can't go to your mom's. <laughs> I'll be at my mom's. I'll be right back. Only I can go to my mom's. Like, <laughs> I was like, what are our friendships about to end? <laughs> I was like, all this podcasting for nothing. Quarantine has <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> um, 
But, you know, now like we've been, you know, mingling within our friend circle and trusting. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a trust. I mean, I can't like I've lost people to, to COVID. So I don't want it to sound like I don't I'm not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like I also like my daughter. It's her second week in summer camp. And like I know some moms are going to judge me for putting her in camp. But like she got to go like mm-hmm. she's got to go to camp. And, you know, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I just, all I can do is like try to be careful and hope that my friends are being careful. And so I've, I have been out in the world in some capacity. Um, and also I think quarantine too, I became, I got, I got, I got a boyfriend in quarantine. So I think like, it's been such an interesting time of like loss and also like, Mm getting shift. shift and getting to really know people because everyone's home and they have nothing mm-hmm. else to do, but to like just divulge all their secrets and souls and shit. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. Cause like my boyfriend, I realized that like the first like month of our relationship, we were just in sweats. And then like the other day he put jeans on and I was like, you look good in clothes he was like what I was like I've never seen you wear fucking clothes like can you get dressed more often like what I was like he had a collared shirt on I was like what I know you don't realize until you're like oh okay right yeah. and then like then like we went on a little like we went on a little getaway with like a few friends and like seeing him interact with people I was like oh I forgot about this part like I don't know how you are with people besides me <laughs> yeah that's a big that's a big piece that of it is, too yeah. right because like when you go out like you get to see how the person you're dating is in, in the public in public setting how like can I leave you and you're good like mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. haven't really gotten that to that part yet. <laughs> That is um, so interesting because it's like things are expedited to a certain degree, I would imagine, dating in quarantine because there is just so much time yeah. to be. But then you're missing like there's all these other pieces. You're missing like, these other parts that you can't practice unless yeah. you're out in the world. Yeah. Sort so, of like you guys met on a reality show, you know, like you guys. Right. Are- uh, what is it called? What is that reality show that we were into for like Love is Blind? Yeah, Love is Blind. Oh, uh, we recapped that shit. Recap- and at the beginning, it was fun. And at the end of 10 weeks, I was like. Was everything okay? All right. I'm still a fan. Yeah. I'm still a huge fan of Cameron and what's this girl's name? Oh my God. Lauren, so Cameron and Lauren. Lauren. Cameron, Lauren. I'm like, so where's cute. my Cameron? I found my Cameron. <laughs> literally. I literally manifested my Cameron and his name is actually Cameron. Oh, wow. <laughs> I found oh my, my own God. Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Mila, you're like, I keep meeting Damien's. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you know, Damien is like an ultimate fuckboy name. I know like 12 fuckboys named Wait, is Damien the redhead oh. guy? Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Hey, but they're still Damien, together. Damien's the one who was crying. Oh, the one who was with the girl who thinks she's in Hollywood all the time. She's yes. Like, Damien yeah. with Giannina. Oh, yeah. she's like I hate the, both of them so much. She's like the fashion blogger and she talks. Like, she's like, oh my God, I'm going to look at her. I feel like she's in a fucking movie. Why is she acting? Literally, she's in a romantic comedy <laughs> she, constantly. I said the same thing. I was like, <laughs> is she saying, is somebody writing these lines for her? I, know, I was, I was I saying this when we were recapping. <laughs> You know the other day when I said that sex wasn't that great? I was talking about you. I was talking about you. And I was like, this, what? I literally, is this from Kate Hudson's it's movie? Insane. Like, I've seen this scene before. And then or she'll the randomly interviews? just, yeah, she'll randomly just look off into the distance and like say something like to a no, camera like this, that's not like there. She'd be like this. She'd be like, Dame. 
<laughs> if this bitch doesn't get an agent, I'm I'm done with Hollywood. Honestly, <laughs> that's why she needs to have an agent. She, she worked hard for that. She worked fucking. She studied her whole life for this fucking role, and she <laughs> was, she is a walking rom com. <laughs> she starts running down the street in her wedding dress and heels. She's just like, oh, she like they casted her for sure. Oh mm. yeah, that was a plant. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that was a plant. <laughs> that just reminds me of all the. That just reminds me that we just went through that this last three months of quarantine have gone like so like this. There was like first it was very high. I was, love is I, blind. Love is blind <laughs> happened. That, that brought it down a little. We're fine during love is blind. We watched that a few times. Took a couple of half of Xanaxes. I thought I was. I had Corona. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually mushrooms. think you had Corona? I was like laying in the bed, like, <gasps> like I can't breathe. I'm like, and then I wake up in the morning, like I guess, I guess you could breathe because you're alive. <laughs> and then I was in the market. And I, I went through so many stages of panic. I didn't have, I don't have a gun. Erica's trying to kick me out and not let me see anyone. I hate her, but she's my only friend. <laughs> And, th- and then I just was like, fuck it. You know, like, I can't, I can't live like this. How are we going to live like this? I'm still alive. The world's not ending. No one's turned into zombies. And um, oh what really God. helped was mushrooms. We started taking mushrooms okay. more. And um, that's really. Are you guys doing like, are you, are you guys doing like microdosing? Or are you doing like, we're going to take an eighth right now and just we've done jet both. off? Okay. <laughs> we've, done, we've done both ways. Okay. Um, but it has helped. It has helped a lot, actually. Um, I'm a huge supporter of psychedelics mainly mushrooms um obviously not for everyone i'm not like a doctor i'm not saying go take mushrooms but i'm saying maybe try (laughs) because it does it just kind of takes the weight off of you makes you like happy or makes you see things for what they are i think um for moms we already have a lot of shit to worry about like humans keeping them alive Mm -hmm. so i just think when there's things in the media that are first of all i don't believe i'm a huge conspiracy theorist i don't believe like i think the media is trying to brainwash us and scare us and instill fear and obviously whether you're a conspiracy theorist or not there's some shit that just doesn't make sense um there's a lot of information that's changed drastically in like two weeks you know like three weeks ago it's like it's on hard services there's been a lot of shady shit yeah yeah some shady shit happening like i i'm no rocket scientist but this doesn't make sense You, I can order food to go, but Jimmy is going to be touching it. And I'm going to be eating it, and that's fine, right? Okay, whatever. Mm, yeah. So it's just like kind of taking the information that's important, making it make sense to me, and like being safe and staying with my small crowd, which has been lovely. I kind of like my friends. I don't really. I realize I don't have to go. Like I used to no like new to party friends, yeah. and meet strangers, yeah. but it's just like I like the friends I got, so I don't really need to meet mm-hmm. any strangers. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen my family a lot more in the past three months than I have like in the past year. Yeah. And like for some people, that's horrible. But I'm like, <laughs> no, th- I mean, it's been it's been really nice, actually. Well, and also being pregnant. I'm the type of person when I'm pregnant, I feel like I need to just like sequester myself in a cave. And so it was actually kind of fantastic. I was like, no one can come over. I can isolate myself and also no FOMO because nobody else is doing anything either. Right, so it was right. kind of like perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I think I realized, too, that I I'm told I mean, I knew that I was like to be alone and I need my space. But like, sorry, um, there uh, it just re it just reaffirmed that for me that like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm made for quarantine. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> as long I as I can as long as I can take little drives places yes. and go see nature and shit That's like camping. I'm good. Mm hmm. And I think that's a good sign. I think that if you can do that, that means you're like at peace with yourself. You've, you know, you're 
You've achieved. You're you're enlightened. Yeah. You've achieved enlightenment. I don't know if we've done. Me and Erica went to Joshua Tree um, this past weekend. Well, not. We went on a Monday. This week, yeah. <laughs> we went like Monday through Thursday and picked oh mushrooms, and we were just in there crying and laughing and looking at each other and looking at the space. And you know, it it was it seemed crazy. We're also working. We were also. It was a work trip slash (laughs) spiritual awakening. Yeah, and I think we came to the conclusion. You guys are multitaskers. We were. We're multitaskers. Mm -hmm. Hence my hairstyles. Um, I just. I think we came. We both came to the conclusion that this journey is a journey, and honestly, there's no like (laughs) as much as we think. And we've come a long way, but there's always more shit to learn about yourself the most mm-hmm. the most journey is getting to know yourself and accepting that you know like you think sounds you're trying like, to sounds like shrooms yeah <laughs> basically i uh, basically oh my god i was we we're sitting there and we were listening to solange playlist and i was like solange for sure made this whole album on shrooms i was like for sure it was like it was made for this <laughs> and I which was, album <laughs> this her most recent one i see no see at the table Wait, yeah. yeah 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 i'm gonna do i'm gonna ask her i was like and then i went outside and the, it was like the stars were just obviously touching my face mm-hmm. and i was like I may, I'm part of the galaxy. <laughs> I'm part of the galaxy. Any of this should actually matter. Like, nothing matters. Nothing matters. Like, I'm like, why am I working so hard? We don't know. <laughs> we had like, all the answers, but none. quit my job. <laughs> why am I working like, so This hard? journey is a journey. I, 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 but it's true. But, you yeah. know. Yeah. Oh anyway. God. That's how we've navigated quarantine <laughs> pandemic. That's not true. I've not just navigated quarantine on mushrooms no those few times have helped no it has helped it helped there needs there has to be an escape during this like there really does and like like you both were saying too especially as parents there's already so much information coming out so hard not to be anxious as parents being like am i making the right choice not only for myself but for my kids too right absolutely okay like i have to have some sort of breather and becca like you were saying obviously we've been all kind of stuck in the same position like you have been for a while but it's also helped me feel a little more balanced because my release was always just like i'm gonna go out and party with my girlfriends but now i'm realizing like listen that's not everybody's cup of tea i have found other ways that i can release like you're saying one of my friends who's been in my little quarantine circle will come we'll have a fire at my house and we'll just sit by the fire and just talk until like three in the morning am i exhausted the next day hell yes but it's so worth it (laughs) so one of my things that i've got out of quarantine as far as finding other releases is i bought a trampoline so (laughs) oh that's and and that's been really good for me and my daughter too because i think you know she's this whole this whole COVID thing also affects children so much too. Cause she's, it's been a total shift. Like she went from being at school all the time to now being home to like Mm -hmm. also having fear of going outside. Why am I wearing masks? It's Mm -hmm. like, mommy, is that okay? My daughter's a very law abiding citizen. Mm -hmm. And so like, and I'm not so like that. (laughs) And I, and I just real, I've also realized like the ways that were different too, even just quarantining with my child, like, Oh, Oh, you don't just adopt everything I do. Oh, you have your own. Okay. Well, okay. Shit. So I think to get like, obviously she's, you know, she's five, so she has tantrums and stuff. So one of the ways that I've been trying to help her get release things is like, let's just go jump on the trampoline. And that's what I do too. And so it's like, it's been cool to like explore that and like spend more time with her too, because my job I'm gone. I'm usually out of town, like 
God, like 75 to 80% of the time. Mm. And so being able to slow down and be with her and has been kind of amazing and also driving me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, So yeah, I think, I think that's self-care Quarantine has showed me a few other ways that are necessary for me to self-care. That and also, like, I have to be outside. I realized how much, like, we take for granted the outside and Mm -hmm. nature. And, like, that's been, like, my saving grace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree so much with that. Like, going out is so overrated, you know? I I feel so much more appreciative of just being able to do low-key things or just go travel with my friends up, you know, two hours away or go camping and just jump on the trampoline, you know, making up just ways to, to, to have fun outside of just like going to the bar or going dancing. And, you know, we do a lot of dance parties in the living room or yeah. getting my nails done. Cause I do need to go. I can't, this, this is, hey, look at my, look at my press ons. Aren't they cute? Ooh. Oh, those are so they cute. Look, I have perfected from? my press on game. Where did you Color get those? Camp? Color camp. Color camp. Oh, I've heard of them. I've heard yeah. of them. They have a salon. They have too, a salon right? in LA yeah. and then they yeah. started doing press ons during COVID. And so my press And literally you just wrong. press them on? No, it's just like They're you go, use the glue. Remember, oh, like you did when you, you were 12. But press ons are like making a mean comeback, especially because they of COVID. are. There's a oh, lot yeah. of brands that have like dope as fuck press ons. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And oh, I heard yeah. now they measure, like my friend does them. She did, my nail lady does a customized one and you put it on next to like a, on a business card and she customizes it and then sends it to you. Oh, oh that's, that's what they did with these. They sent me a try-on kit and then I like sent them what size each of my nails were mm-hmm. and then they send you, yeah, it's, People anyway. are getting so See, it's crafty and smart during quarantine. It's That's like true. we're figuring this shit out and and we're just, you know, they might be we do. To- we adapt. We adapt. Yeah. We evolve. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope as like a collectivist society, I feel like everyone's learning how to slow down more. And I like I think that's like really important for everyone Mm -hmm. also fun fact did you know that i'm gonna butcher this sorry for my astrologist listening apparently uh is it mercury mercury is in pisces and last time mercury was in pisces no i'm i'm totally maybe saturn in pisces who the fuck knows anyway something in pisces something (laughs) Something was in pisces Pisces. and the last time was during the american revolution so, I think I read that too. I think I think I read something similar to that. I kept trying to say it. Well, did you hear about the, the full moon on Fourth of July? Too, all the planets were in line, in, in, in line behind the moon for like the first time in I don't know, very long time, and it won't happen again for another long time. Well, I feel like it, it, just like everything that's <laughs> you like that. Those, those facts. <laughs> those facts. These are these not really accurate, not really accurate facts. descriptive Everyone, facts. Please we got research Johnny this. Nicholas over <laughs> here. Astrologist <laughs> listeners are just like, I, like these bitches don't know. Shit. I am Susan Miller. And and this is today's astrology forecast. <laughs> As you know, this lots of sh- not happening. <laughs> wait, what, wait, what are your signs? Um, I, yeah, go no. ahead, B. No, no, no. Are we no, doing you? We do all three. Okay, so I am a Libra sun. I am a Scorpio moon and a Gemini rising. Ooh, you're very... Yeah, we're all air in this house so my boyfriend's a libra i'm a aquarius son my daughter's aquarius son and he's a gemini son oh, so we're all, wow. but i am aquarius sun aquarius rising and gemini moon oh <laughs> double aquarius yeah. double erica you never said what you were i don't think okay so i'm a scorpio sun a scorpio rising and a sagittarius moon uh, 
Oh, we got some strong wow. uh, sign combinations up in here. Yes, we yeah. do. What's your What's your full? Um, uh, I'm a, well, I'm a Cancer Gemini. I'm on the cusp. I'm also right. a Cancer, though. My sun, my moon is Libra, and my rising is Leo. Oh, oh wow, we do. This a is a strong. <laughs> my smorgasbord. A little bit of everything. <laughs> Balance. What's your husband? My husband is an Aquarius sun. Oh. He is a Cancer uh, moon and a Gemini rising. Hmm. Like, that's a we, we got a lot of air going. Like, cause she's Libra. My boyfriend's Libra. I'm Aquarius. Her husband's Aquarius. <laughs> so that's just how we do it. Yeah. yeah. We see there were a lot of water. We yeah, water signs. here. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting how we gravitate towards one another. This is the, I love our yeah, LA conversation. So <laughs> Everyone listening is like, what the fuck are they talking about? Chart is not astrology, bitches. <laughs> the moons were lined up behind Libra and Pisces. <laughs> All the planets. They were just, <laughs> they were just Hasn't happened in a long time. I, did some shit. I don't know I what know. it means. I don't know what it's supposed to mean, but it hasn't happened in a while. I was, I was feeling while. really weird that night. It's a revolution, so it's happening. Duh, it's happening again. So good. Oh it's true. Goodness. Everybody knows we're going through transitions, inner, inner side, and on an out. No, absolutely. Scale. It's not a. It's not a. It's not, not a, a game. game. It's not a game. This is real. Okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's been some weird transitions going on, I feel like, interpersonally with almost everyone I know, too. And obviously, I'm sure being oh. stuck inside is... I don't think you a- have to check in. Anyway, <laughs> real hard for a real long time. You gotta check in. And you gotta the people, figure it out. And the people you keep close to you, like, oh, damn, do I like you? Do you need to be close to me? Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> well, it's mm-hmm. validating when they are. You're like, okay, yes, we made it through this. You can yeah. stick around. Let's keep go- Let's keep this mm-hmm. up. Yeah, if we're good through this, we can do anything. Um, okay, question about, though, with the quarantine dating. So, Erica, obviously, you you fully coupled up during this. But, Mila, what's the quarantine dating situation been like for you? Um, I met I met someone, like, right before quarantine. And okay. uh, we have been dating. We're not an item, but we're dating exclusively. Oh, okay. Wow. So we both like fell in a situation during quarantine. Yeah. It's like our period, you know, we're just synced up. Yeah. <laughs> both both, from both dating on dating apps. apps. Yeah. We bet both, both our dudes on dating apps. Wait, so you're exclusive, but you're not an item. So you're uh, yeah. Like- I don't know what that means. I don't, I, I don't get it either. So don't ask <laughs> We like like each other. Yeah, we like like each other. <laughs> Don't go have sex with anyone else, but also you're not my boyfriend. Right. Also, let's not do titles and do all that shit. Let's chill on that. <laughs> also, I mean, who are you texting? I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I I I don't know. It it feel I feel like it's it's got to be a trip for people who haven't met that official person during quarantine. I don't have a lot of single friends who haven't met someone during this period. So I'm just so curious at like I mean, do you all have any like tips at the top I mean, because obviously you two found I mean, well, boyfriend I, and also I think someone. <laughs> I think this this again, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. You can't go out to a bar and like, huh? You can't like get super <laughs> drunk and like dance off, you know? Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? There's so, there's, there's so many less distractions. So we're just stuck to have a lot of real conversations really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that if it doesn't vibe, you can cut that off quickly. But also if it does vibe, it grows rather quickly because you're having this time where you're really having to connect with people. 
And there's not much shit to do. We're going to the park. We're sitting in the car, watching off Mulholland and watching the street. You know, we're dancing in the living room. There's so you have to really like someone. And I think yeah. that's that's why it's been a little bit easier for because I think I don't know. I'm so I move around a lot. I get distracted a lot. So it has caused me to kind of like chill. <laughs> and I think also for I think manifestation is a thing as well. So if like I were going to give somebody a tip, I would say. You're home. You're you're here thinking. Think about what is it that you want. What are you looking for? If you are single, like what is it actually that you want? And write it down and be very very specific about it. And me and Jamila did this. And my mom has always talked about manifestation to me in her own way ever since I was a kid. And so I think the shit really works. <laughs> and I think you kind of have to know. What, what you're looking for and writing it down and then kind of forgetting about it even because and I think when you start to so obsess specific yeah even ridiculously specific even if it's gonna embarrass like you'd be embarrassed for someone to read it just write it down <laughs> yeah like I have a bunch of shit on there that like I'm embarrassed that I wrote but like also it's important so okay yeah. come on you have to give us examples well, just like, you know, shallow shit, you know, like must have big dick, must be well, or I need you to at least have a wealthy mindset and be on your way there, you know, like <laughs> own house plants, um, like, you know, take pictures of me naked because I want you to. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Doesn't mind me posting topless pictures on the internet. <laughs> Specifically Love hers. that. Um, and just like other, you know, other things that are important to me. Don't be like this person. <laughs> mm. So yeah. I think writing that down, like manifestation is really um, a big one. And also for me, like I kind of started to stop. I kind of, well, I, when I met my guy, like I was kind of at the point where like I kind of given up. I was like, I'm just not mm. going to look. I'm not looking anymore. It just is what it is. And I think... As women, we can obsess over, you know, what our future is going to be, like, who's going to be that partner. Even when you're in the dating phases, like, how many women, like, when you're first dating someone, you can't help but think about, I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but I'm like, is this my husband? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, what is our wedding going to look like? What are, would you, have, you would have cute kids, like, have cute kids, right? Like, and it's like, don't do that. <laughs> Try not to do that. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I think I maybe it's not a woman thing. Maybe I'm generalizing, but I think we have a way of like twisting a person sometimes to like fit the mold <clears throat> that they don't actually fit. And in. And then we're disappointed what, because yeah. they're not who we wanted them to be. Yeah. yeah. They're Two who they are. years later. <laughs> and you're like, you still don't know how to do that thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that would be. I think that's where you should start. If you're single and you really are trying to find someone, write it down. Just write down what you want. Because I also believe that words are spells. Like everything that I say consistently on a consistent basis, like that I believe happens all the time for me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that I think I know is because it's, it's, it's manifestation. That's why it's talking badly about yourself, saying negative things. Those things are also spells. Mm -hmm. and people you know I'm, I'm around people who do that often and they're always like why is this always happening to me this this that and I'm like because you talk shit all day long mm -hmm. <laughs> so wow yeah no that's so that's so true it's crazy like just just the, how how important the self-talk is because I mm -hmm. know like personally for myself over the past like two years I 
constant negative self-talk. I got a lot of like anxiety and depression whirling <clears throat> around and, and I would just say I was a certain way. And as soon as I started to just speak it out loud and positively affirm myself, it was like life changing. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely life changing. Yeah. I mean, I do it. It's, it's so it's, it's a constant check in. I'm, I'm con- I still talk shit about myself all the time. I don't even realize I'm doing it in my head. I'm like, oh, my God, why did I just say that about myself? No. Um, but it's just like it's a practice. It's just a constant practice. And I think that's really what is has helped transform my um getting me out of my, you know, I guess you could call it depression or feeling like uh, nothing was going my way, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I think that's where kids can be really helpful too. Cause sometimes I notice like, you know, it's, a, what do they say? Your kids are a mirror, something about a mirror. I don't know. But when mm-hmm. the things I'm saying to my daughter, I'm like, what narrative, even just like the simplest little comments of how I respond to her when she's pissing me off <laughs> or when she's doing this or that. I'm like, what narrative am I like imparting to her when I'm talking to her in this way or using this kind of language about her or about myself or about her dad or about, you know, I think a lot of it is about yourself. I mean, I think it's so important for you to affirm yourself in front of your child, even if it feels awkward, Mm. because like it's those acts like that, that I think they remember and they start to know that it's not awkward to love on yourself. Oh, it's not weird to say. I'm, I'm beautiful. Oh, I love my body. I'm smart. Like Mm. even just saying that outside and like my child is a constant reminder of that. Like I do it for her, but it also in turn helps me because I'm like, I need, would I be doing this? Had she not been here now? It's so important to me than more than ever, because I don't want her to have to, to, to remember to do that because Mm -hmm. I wasn't taught that. You know, I wasn't taught that. And there's no, you know, jab at my parents' parenting. It was just something that they weren't taught to do, to talk to themselves and to talk good to yourself and look in the mirror and touch your body and celebrate yourself publicly and say, yeah, I'm the shit, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's okay. You know, and I want my daughter to think like, wow, like, even if mommy, even if I don't necessarily feel like the shit, (laughs) like, that she saw me at least try and she's, I don't know. I just feel like it's going, it trickles down. And it's so important in all aspects. So. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like, you know, talking about body positivity, but then also, um, you know, like how am I communicating sex positivity? Like if I say mm-hmm. I'm sex positive, but then when my daughter's touching myself, herself in the bathtub and mm-hmm. I'm like, I react in a certain mm-hmm. way. It's like, okay, what am I teaching her when I do that? Even if she's like 17 months old, you know, mm-hmm. what, kind yeah. of, what kind of narrative am I imparting? Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's true. It's so cool being a parent, right? Cause like you get the opportunity to undo the to program do that. that you've been programmed and then you get to the opportunity to see it for what it is. And just the fact that, you know, like we know, like, because we have these conversations all the time and we're talking to people, at least for me, like when we've interviewed people, I have gained so much knowledge about how I like, how I can help change the narrative that I didn't even know, like for things that or later on ideas I could, yeah, yeah, I could do, you know? And totally. so it's, uh, it's really important, I think. And for me, like some, yeah, there's been those moments where like my daughter has been exploring her body and like, I I'm triggered because I remember how my mom reacted. And then I see it now because I'm so aware too, I having to check other people too, like having to check family members that will say shit or make shit weird. And I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. Like you're trying to protect this human that like you're responsible for and you're like don't enter fucking fear 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, or even no. don't talk to me that way in front of my child. Like I, right. I had right. that, I had that moment in the past couple. Weeks, you know, lots of family moving through with the baby and stuff, mm-hmm. and I had a moment where I was just like, no. And I don't usually talk to my mom like this, but she said something, and I was just like, no. Like I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this right now. <laughs> and I just walked out of the room. I mean, I was sleep deprived, you know, so it kind of takes you to a certain edge. But I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, you're mm-hmm. not t- going to talk to me this way. And I don't want you talking to me this way. And I don't want my kids hearing you talk to me this way. And well, yeah, because you have a, yeah, it's like mo- you go into mama bear mode. Right. On mama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, I snapped like- at my mom a couple days ago. We were, we were in Target and we were walking around and all of a sudden my daughter's in the seat and she is very loud. Her voice is very loud. And she just super, super loudly in line is just like, Mimi, guess what? You know, you can have you have a vulva and a vagina. It's not just a <laughs> vagina. <laughs> and my mom, my mom right away is like, shh, Ember, be quiet, be quiet. And I like snapped at my mom and I'm like, no, mom, like you don't understand. I know you did your very best and you did a great job parenting me. But when you're telling my daughter to not talk about her vulva and vagina, like you're making her feel embarrassed to be open about these conversations. Like, don't so and I've, I've tried so hard to normalize it. Right. So you're like, like oh, tried. what? That's, I knew that. That's wonderful. She's screaming it from the mountaintops. So the thing is, it's just like, hey, if you're going to tell her to be quiet, maybe you have the conversation about like, hey, we're inside. Let's just take our voice down in general, but not to shush her. Because of that. No, no, I totally get that too. My daughter uh, was touching herself or like, she was just like, Right open and just hanging out, you know. And my mom was like, oh, like, oh my God, like, don't do that. Do you think like, what do you like? Why do you think she did that? Like, what do you mean? Why do I think she did that? Like, uh, I don't know. Why do you think she did that? You know? And it's like, oh God, don't do that. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to also, yeah, now having to, like I said, like react and have to check friends and people because you're you know you're like you're it's like you're working on the biggest project of your life mm-hmm. don't I, this is my project right. okay and not a project that sounds terrible but you know <laughs> what I mean like this is my shit over here and yeah. like I want to help I want to do this my way this is the one thing I get to do for like my way this is an yeah this is important my co- contribution to humanity so let me do it right. right. <laughs> and it's it such way. an incredible way of unlearning for like, I, I know for myself, I'm like, I've just been on this journey of unlearning as I'm parenting her. Like the other day when we were talking um, about like pieces of the anatomy and talking about sexuality because she's having more questions. I all of a sudden caught myself just explaining things from like a male female perspective mm. and, and, and then involving sexuality, like, male and female and all of a sudden I'm like girlfriend what are you doing you're limiting your daughter's view to the scope of binary first of all and also making it like well this is a a male genitalia and female and and, and they come together it's like no 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 this is exactly what happened to you and then you didn't have the freedom to feel comfortable with other things you were judgmental with other people like just con- like all these binary terms and all of a sudden I'm realizing I'm like oh my god the way that I speak on a daily basis like I need to work on that and I have so much unlearning that I need to do and it's just yeah. it's so cool then to be able to instill it in your kid when then she's correcting me the other day about about using she's like you should just say they <laughs> I'm like oh, okay girl 
girlfriend. Okay, they catch it. on so much faster than we do. Okay, <laughs> wow. Damn. All right. All right. But it's so good. It's such this unique opportunity to to unlearn so much. Yeah. Okay, broads, let's pause for one quick moment. Um, I am an absolute sucker for customization. Not only does it make every experience feel so premium, it just makes sense. Like, why would what works for my best friend or my mom or Becca work the same for me? This is especially true when it comes to hair care. Most of you broads know um, that hair has been a struggle for me because of my alopecia. I'm often left with my thinning hair. It doesn't have much body to it. But let me tell you this. I started using pros, I guess, about six months ago, and this stuff works. I get comments fairly frequently now that my hair is looking good, and thank uh, you, your I hair appreciate is that. <laughs> but good. pros has helped my hair, giving it the best boost and thickening that I've gotten from any other shampoo and conditioner, and I'm really, really grateful. Pros knows that there should be so much more that goes into determining your hair products than just what type of hair you have. So that's why you'll start the process with the in-depth hair quiz that really gets into the nitty-gritty of what could be affecting your hair, like specific foods um, and how often you use heat on your hair and, surprising to me, your zip code. So the algorithm can create over 50 billion custom formula combinations based on your answers so your exact concerns will be treated. I'm obviously most focused on strengthening and thickening my hair. And like I said, wow, can I tell a difference over these past few months? I'm excited to see even more results as time goes on. And if my hair concerns change or I feel like I want to adjust my formula because I'm going to be using different coloring on my hair, Pros makes it so easy with the review plus refine feature. No plans to uh, change the color of my hair anytime soon. But honestly, the way 2020 is going, I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, whatever I decide to do with my hair, I know for sure pros has me covered. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and you're going to get 15% off your first order today. You just have to go to pros.com slash chatty. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash chatty for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off your order. So there are believed to be two very different belief systems amongst those with breasts. Those who think your bra should come off the second you walk in the door and those who don't. Um, I actually sort of feel like I'm in the middle of this Venn diagram. I want a little bit of support, but not too much. And I'm so happy because I found the perfect solution. It is the lounge bra from Third Love. It is so fantastic. I've worn it this entire season. Uh, Third Love is the most amazing bra company that is turning the bra industry upside down and actually catering to those with breasts. What a concept. Yes. Designed with measurements from millions. They have over 80 bra sizes available in so many cute styles. 80 sizes. You heard correctly. Not the typical, what, eight sizes? Finally, from push-up to plunge, I even got some of my favorite nursing bras from Third Love. They're really fantastic and i also recommend their love to all my friends especially those with um large breasts because they have inclusive sizing anyway you'll start off by taking their fit finder quiz which just takes a few minutes and they'll help you find the best size and style for you based on things like breast shape and ideal coverage and after you're finished you'll be able to shop your personalized recommendations and if you still have questions third love's team of fit stylists are always available to help via chat or email 
I'm telling you, in my opinion, the quality and comfort of their products is unparalleled. My third love bras are the ones that I'm constantly reaching for every morning. They're definitely the unsung heroes of my wardrobe. Uh, But of course, shopping for anything online can be scary. Third Love stands by their products, but if you don't love it, you have 60 days to return it and Third Love will donate it to someone in need. And this is a purchase that you can really feel good about making in so many ways. So Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. And right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. You just go to thirdlove.com slash chatty and you'll find your perfect fitting bra and you'll get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash chatty for 15% off today. Okay, I have another question uh, real quick about did it take a long time for you to get comfortable like identifying as like, hey, I'm a person who loves weed and I'm also a mom. And then like I'm guessing I'm not guessing. I know there's also the added layer of the stigma of being black, too, and being a mom Mm. who loves weed. Like how was that a journey of being able to identify in that way at all? Because it's something that I still struggle with. I don't really talk about it. I'll joke about it on the podcast. I'll talk about like smoking weed in high school, but Mm -hmm. I don't really talk about what it looks like in my home, Mm -hmm. which it is, you know, weed is like a very regular practice in our home. I still don't feel comfortable talking about that in public space. Um, I think, you know, I've been smoking weed since I was a teenager. You know, I grew up in LA, so it was a lot more normalized here. Um, It wasn't legal, but it just... It, it was still secretive, but it wasn't like there. I knew I wasn't going to like my life. I wasn't going to go to jail for 10 years for smoking weed. I didn't have that fear in me mm-hmm. where I know like a lot of people that do have, you know, that they've had they carry that stigma. It's because there's so much there's so many um, repercussions for it, possibly wherever you live or whatever. But my parents also smoked weed growing up. Mm-hmm. They hid it from me, but I knew they did. Um, so I was like. I think when I, when I was pregnant, I didn't smoke. Um, I really followed the rules like to a motherfucking T when I was pregnant. I, cause I just was scared. I was really scared. My doctor made me scared. Everything had to be perfect. I was like, I'm cool. And I, the one times I, I think maybe I tried to smoke once and I just, I also didn't like the the smell of smoke, but after I had my daughter, I mean, it was like, I need this more than ever now. <laughs> I just felt like, why would I, I don't, it's my personal choice. It's, and doesn't affect me in a negative way. In fact, it makes me a better parent in so many different ways. Um, and I didn't feel like I carried that shame or guilt. I do think that like, I didn't talk to it about, I didn't talk to my parents about it. Um, probably because I felt like I couldn't just based off childhood shit of them not sharing with it, sharing it with me. Um, but I don't know. I think if you are someone who smokes weed and are afraid to tell people, then just don't, you know, because people will judge you. They will. But I I feel like people are going to judge you for everything. Yeah. Anything. I think it's important. Like I I start, I don't, I saw started to see marijuana as as a medicine, you know, it it heals people. It does a lot of different things. And I think because we're from California and from LA, it is kind of more normalized. My parents hid it for me. I probably when I was in high school, I was allowed to smoke with them. And then I smoked with my grandmother. And I just, I think I saw someone when I was like in college, I saw a family show the, the plant to their kids. 
I'm like, oh, look at this flower. And they passed it around and they like, oh, this pretty flower. And even in college, I knew, okay, that was going to be my, how, when I had kids, have kids, that was going to be how I associated to my kids. Cause that didn't make sense for it to, to make it this big, scary thing. Mm-hmm. So with Luna, it's like, this is a plant. This is mommy's flower. Mommy smokes. And, you know, I know it's about like if she goes back in school and says it, but again, we're in LA, we're in California, it's legal. Mm -hmm. And I think she's, she knows, she knows when it's appropriate to say it and knows when it's not. And like, as a, as a black woman, there's going to be a lot of things there are more stigmatized when we do. I'm aware of that. I'm a black woman smoking weed, being a single mom. There's all those things, but it's just like, I still have to be true to myself. And because of that, I feel like I have a responsibility to be honest to normalize it because everybody smokes weed, <laughs> you know, and, it, and it, it should be normalized whether I'm, we're black and there's more stigma or whether you're a white mom, it's cannabis and it's cool, whatever, whatever it is. I think <laughs> cannabis is cool. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's commercialized or whatever. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, is like everybody's smoking weed and the more honest I am about it, if I'm able to, to bear that cross, fuck it. You know, because more women should be able to say, hey, I'm a mom, I'm a brown mom, I'm a black mom, I'm a white mom, and I like to smoke weed, and I'm perfectly capable of parenting my child and responsibly smoking weed. (laughs) I think what's frustrating, too, is that we have to justify it. Like, oh, it's, it's a healing plant. Like, even if it's not whatever like mom alcoholism is normalized every fucking day like that's, oh the kids go to yeah. bed i drink a whole bottle of wine ha huh? like that's like on pinterest right. you know a thing right. like why do you have to justify marijuana as being like a healing herb why can't i just say i like to get high and like whatever you like to get drunk well so. it's it's just the whole nar- you see now that marijuana has become more normalized that you know it's all marketing it's they built they villainized it you know mm-hmm. because they didn't feel like they could monetize it but, but now that they can <laughs> it's totally cool to put it in everything you know mm-hmm. so i think you know of course there's a, a bigger stigma about uh, like with with if you're a, you know a black or brown person consuming any sort of recreational Some whatever sense. you know um but for me um I mean, I, I'm a true believer in do what works for you. Check in with mm-hmm. yourself. If you feel like whatever you're doing is interfering with whatever it is, work, parenthood, life, then maybe don't do it. Take, you know, but if we, if you smoke weed and you still feel like you're fully functional, it helps for me. It helps curb my anxiety. It helps me be more playful with my kid. I can fucking play hide and go seek for 30 more minutes. And I'm cool with that. Um, pain. So, I mean, you, you have to do what's right for you. And I am just obviously me and Jamila, we're different. We're, we're, we feel free talking about it, but if you still want to indulge, just don't, if you don't, if you don't want to feel judged, people message us all the time. Like, how do I not get judgment from my family for smoking weed? I'm like, well, don't tell them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit, don't, I mean, either tell them and bear that cross and have to yeah. curse out a couple of people and let them know this is my house. This is how I do it. Or just don't tell them and do what you got to do, girl. Like, right. You have the right to not divulge everything. Right. Right. Like, you know, why, why, why we have chosen to. I don't know. Honestly, <laughs> it's just what's happening. You know, I just really want other people to feel like Jamila said. I just mm-hmm. want people to feel like shit is normal. It helps me feel more normal. So maybe oh, it's selfish. I don't know. No, but like, no. Watching, like I've said, I mean, I've I've listened to your guys' podcast for a, a while now, and it's it's when you all are open, like. Beck and I have talked about this on the podcast before and I need to do this. I have 
smoked weed once in my life and had a horrible experience so I've never tried it again and we're like I need to try it on the podcast like live <laughs> you should <laughs> see, see what oh happens because I haven't great. touched it but you know um seeing you both openly talking about sex about weed uh, like when the kids pop in and you'll just be like you gotta get out of here please <laughs> like that that is so it's like a weight is le- like lifted off of so many parents' shoulders. Like, and because it's just the ability to know, like, I know I'm doing this. And so, yeah, even if you're not comfortable getting behind a mic and talking about it, God bless for both of you because it makes so many of us feel way less lonely. No, I mean, even if you don't indulge in all the things that we do, just know like we're still good moms and you're probably even greater because <laughs> you're, not, you're not going out on the weekends and whatever. I'm just saying like... It, it, self-care looks different for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we all are going through some shit. Raising humans is hard. So let's just respect each other and, you know, have each other's back in the supermarket and at the airport. And whatever I do in my private time is what I do. Whatever I talk about is my business. And that's it. You know, don't mm-hmm. be putting your two cents in. Don't be judging me. Just support me. <laughs> support each other. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. As long as, not, as long as nobody's in actual danger. Thank you. Um, then oh, everything. Oh, wow. That's sweet. <laughs> That. That's what happens when there's no Wi-Fi anywhere. You can't use any Wi-Fi. <laughs> Ruth also wants to say hi real quick. Oh, hi. Hey, hey cutie. Okay, what's up? What you doing over here? Speaking of get out of here, get out of here. Let's so we can. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. <laughs> hi. Bye. Okay. So anyway. With that, it was so lovely having you ladies on to chat. Yes, oh my goodness. it was so Thank lovely. You so, so much. I want to hang out with you guys in real know, life real one day. Me too. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like we can just keep going. I'm like, down to hang. Like, yeah. You want to expand your, your quarantine circle? <laughs> yeah. We, we, if you guys quarantine. We'll circle. hang outside at your backyard in open space. Yes, next to the fire. <laughs> the fire air. will kill any viruses. I have a yes. hot tub. So. Okay. Ooh, don't tempt me with a hot tub. We love a hot tub. <laughs> got it right before quarantine best purchase right. ever uh, the timing so of it all the yeah timing of it i all. need to get a fucking hot dub for sure well Worth will it. you b- please let all of our listeners know anything that's coming out of oh, yours yeah, or where plug they can away. find you please plug away and again broads will put all this info in the episode notes uh, well, you can find us on instagram at goodmoms underscore bad choices um we on all we're on all podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, all those other ones. And um, we also have extra episodes and more actual content that you don't see on our Instagram that is actually really fucking hilarious and amazing mm-hmm. and informative also <laughs> on our Patreon. So if you go to goodmomsbadchoices.com, I'm sorry, patreon.com slash goodmomsbadchoices, you can find us there. What else am I missing? Um Join our newsletter, go on our website. Goodmomsbadchoices.com. Everything's good moms bad choices. Everything. Amazing. You guys got that <laughs> domain. Good for I you. Know. <laughs> hit us up. We, we hit us up. We love talking to like all of our mamas. And we do a segment called Horries, where you submit your Horries, <laughs> most horish, horrific horror stories. Oh, um, even if they're favorite. scary, even if they're crazy, even if they're just fun and horry. 
So please, we need more. We always need more. You too. You sh- you guys too. Submit your horse. Oh, I, I will. I absolutely you can submit will. them anonymously. We just or, or you they can be like this is brought to you by Chatty Bros. <laughs> this story is brought to you by Chatty Bros. <laughs> and um, also, you both do like one of my most favorite things is what you do with all of the selfies. I'm obsessed. You both take incredible incredible nude selfies okay, and you I have allow to go follow you yes it's the best follow we, and encourage, you allow- we encourage our listeners to send us nudes please send us nudes because if you like if you don't have anyone to send your nudes to just send them to us or if like you want to send them to like a guy where you're not sure you want to see first yeah send send them to us. Us. we'll tell you like it works out i it's my most favorite thing after once once this pandemic started and I was just stuck up in the house and you both started posting some of your hot photos. <laughs> I started on a regular basis going into my back room, taking sexy videos and photos of myself. And it has been the most empowering, best thing because I'm like, I'm feeling hot even if i'm covered in marker and my hair is all over <laughs> the place fun. i can go into my room take my hot selfie for myself <laughs> and look at it as much as i want to send them to us we're here we're here for you uh, oh i will <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much eric and mila we both appreciate we appreciate you both so much sorry and, i just um, got in the hole trying to find your instagrams <laughs> meanwhile um thank you guys so much that was such a blast yes, yes. Thank, you. thank you broads make sure Check out that podcast. You won't regret it. And uh, chat soon. Chat Chat soon. soon. Bye. (laughs) 